G'day, welcome to Brownlow Bar, where myself, Bards, Nev and Tybo discuss all the weekend's footy action, our Brownlow votes thus far in the season, and what's hot and what's not in the rest of the footy world. Welcome back to the bar, listeners. With me, as always, Tybo, Nev, fellas, round one done and dusted. How bloody good is it to have footy back? Mate, I was just grabbed a little... <laughs> Oh, stumbled on your first few words. Mate, mate, I was so glad. Just live crowds, mate. The chills that it gives you, the way they react to the footy, it's unreal. Loved it. Yeah, Tyvo, thoughts, mate? Yeah, Good mate. Back. Oh, it was great to be back. Unreal turnaround from the Crows this year, mate. They look like a contender for the flag. Can we, can we mention who they defeated, mate? Oh, you don't need to, mate, but um, they were a pretty good team, yeah. Just tough, <laughs> tough round. Just putting on a brave face over there, hey? <laughs> um, tell you what, fellas, to be honest, it felt really, really good to put pen to the pad again for uh, a couple of Brownlow votes, boys. Did you enjoy filling a few out this weekend? I did, mate. I found a few games a little bit tricky, a little yeah. bit tricky, but, mate, it was it was good to actually dig right in and do it again. Yeah, it, I missed it, it. It was nice to have almost guaranteed your first three vote sort of straight away, wasn't it, on that Friday night? A bit more relaxing when, oh. the, when the first game's nice and easy to pencil in. I know what our first unanimous is going to be for the year, boys. <laughs> oh, Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, we'll get into that. Um, school's in, boys, for the first round. And the things I learnt, fellas, from the uh, round one fixtures is... Now, it pains me to say it because this is what I expected of him last year. Hence the reason I tipped him to win the brown, though. But Dusty, I figured last year he had a full pre-season because of COVID and all that. But obviously, he was still lazy eating the donuts and he came back with a fat neck. Not to be this year, boys. They've said he's slim, he's thin, he's lean and he's fast and he's fit. And he was bloody every bit about it. So, no fat neck Dusty over the weekend. And he has shown that he could just get even better. Um, boys, I want to know from you, is the injury is the injury sub a piss take? Uh, two top four teams have had huge upsets over the weekend. I want to know what we think about that. Danger's out of the Brownlow race. And in my opinion, the rising star is wide open. So, I suppose a few key points, boys, I really want to know from you is this... First of all, let's get to those two upsets over the weekend. Um, obviously, we're talking about our two teams, unfortunately, the yeah. Lions and the Cats. Uh, what did we think, boys? Like, was there reasons for it? Were both of the top sides a little, I suppose, underestimating of, of their opposition? Or have the other two just swung around their form with youth and, uh, I don't know, I yeah, suppose, energy? They, they probably, um, both those teams, Sydney and Adelaide, um, they're full of young, young kids and they, they're quick. And they moved the ball really well, both of the teams. Um, the Geelong game, oh, you'd think that Chris Scott would learn after losing a grand final because he rested Dangerfield forward for the whole bloody game, but uh, he didn't. So Danger spent a, a majority of the time forward again. Brad was um, coaching though, wasn't he? That's right, yeah. Brad stepped in for Chris um, again, um, as he did in the grand final. <laughs> and um, he's cost the Cats another Jeez, game. He's been doing it for a few years now. Um, yeah, uh, that, that'll be tough um, without danger for a few weeks. Um, then the Lions, they, um, I don't know what happened there. They, they were sort of up and down a bit throughout the game, and then Sydney just ran off with it. Took yep. off. Errol Goulden, wow. Yeah, just the, their bloody, their rookies, hey? Yeah, mate, I, I just thought Sydney... Any excuse for either, Nev? <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think so, mate. Geelong fought back and almost ran over the top of them. But I just think Adelaide's pressure got them home in the end um, with a pretty depleted bench as well. I just think... Geelong's game plan was completely wrong. So, personally... Yeah, game plan then. Yeah, mate, completely wrong. Brad Scott, he doesn't coach for a reason. I don't know why he was allowed back in the box. But um, as for Sydney, 
Brisbane, mate. It was oh, it was a strange game. Like I just thought Sydney would fall <laughs> away. They never did. Then they just took off. And yeah. Lions almost looked lazy. Mate, oh, they yeah. looked lazy. No pressure. No no like um, urgency. Yeah, I was of the same opinion with the Lions, mate. I, I honestly thought that uh, I wouldn't say that they necessarily underestimated their opponent, but I think that they still thought themselves they they probably were too confident in their own ability that they were going to win that game. Um, knew Sydney had come, but they just played one way for me, attacking. When we had the footy, everyone was willing to run. When Sydney had the footy, there was no two-way running back the other way to help defend. It was just, let's watch these blokes light it up. If Sydney kept moving the, the, the footy fast, we were never going to get them. Like, yeah, that Mate. was too quick. So I just think laziness of, yeah, just out and out thinking we're going to win the game. We just wanted to attack all night. Lockie Neal didn't make a tackle. Being accountable. Okay. Yeah, there you go. First game of the season, didn't make a tackle. Not one game last season did he not make a tackle. So, um, there yeah, you go. Just one more thing quickly on that laziness. Um, in that Cats game, Nev heard me. He was here watching the game, um, <laughs> yelling at the players to to move and chase. But with that new rule standing on the mark, um, the players that are moving, all the teams that are moving the ball quickly, um, having a bit, a bit of an advantage. Um, and once they're already past you, there's no point chasing because they're already at full stretch, full tilt. They're running really quick. Um, so guys like Hawkins are just standing on the mark and then dawdling after they're gone because yep. there's no point of them even moving. Um, so I think those teams that are moving it real quickly this year are going to take advantage of that um, that new yep. rule. Yep. Um, as for the the other new rule, the the piss take of the injury sub. Yeah. Hundred yep. percent. Um, how many teams? Two teams didn't use it all weekend. Something like that. Two oh, teams. Yeah, I think there might have been four or something. Four but teams. Yeah, but a lot. That, they did. were taking it for nothing. So. Yeah. They should have had a an extended time that they can't play for, like the following week or two, um, if they're going to be more, used as, supposed as to be sub. supposed to be at least if you didn't play the next week. Something yeah. to do with the concussion rule. What is it? Twelve days, I think. Yeah. If you're out with a concussion, I think so, that's why it was brought in. But it's not in, actually enforced yet, is it? Like if you are fit and able at the moment next week, you can play. Yeah, no. yeah. So the concussion one is so if you're out concussion, oh, it's twelve weeks mandatory. Uh, twelve yeah. days mandatory. But the uh, but an injury. Not at the moment, so, but the AFL does hold the right to fine clubs if they think they're abusing it. So it'll well, be interesting so to see of, what happens. Instead of fining clubs, is it fair to say that we would all agree with what Ty just said and say that if that sub rules has been used and you're ruled out as but may not be able to return for that game, then no matter what, you should automatically miss not a week. be allowed. Yeah, miss a week, a hundred percent. It's it's the only way, in my opinion, that it can be actually used for the reason it's used. For. I just don't think it should be or an injury. It should be a concussion, and that's it. Oh, I agree. with Concussion, you. and that's it. They the drop- injuries have always been a part of footy. And exactly. It's always about a taxing game, and no matter what, they dropped um, the interchange, well, and then they gave him a free injury to yeah. like try and so counteract cl- it. So clearly, the whole idea, and I've spoken to you about this before, off off. Air, I suppose you'd say, but um, is that the AFL have gone, okay, we'll reduce the injuries, uh, sorry, the rotations, but now if someone gets injured, say, a quarter or half a, half a game in, um, that side is going to get so fatigued that this game could then become a blowout, which is obviously what the AFL itself wants to prevent, yep. is blowouts. So they've gone, how can we prevent this? Well, let's have a sub reel come in so that it can you know still be closed out like a really close contest. <coughs> but... To me, that actually, instead of having the normal cruelties of football with an injury, have be a disadvantage to a team just out of pure luck, it actually can become, if it's not used right, a huge advantage to the team that should have lost it with an injury 
a massive advantage to them get another midfielder on the ground. Well, you look like at halfway Rich, through a game. Richmond so, dropped Asprey. Was it Asprey or Vloston? Yeah, not even a like for like. Was well, the it? thing is, Vloston with a knee, Jack Ross come on and tore it up, mate, uh, exactly. and probably helped him turn the game. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't so, like it. Look, something has to be done. At the end of the day, other thing I mentioned was, you know, off air was, if this is what the AFL thought could happen out of it, then why the fuck change the subs to start with? Just leave the rotations the way they were. There was nothing wrong with the game. Mm-hmm. Stop tinkering. But anyway, um, oh, anything else you want to touch on there, boys? Dangerous suspension, I suppose, is the other sort of big big takeaway. I think we'll we all knew it was coming. Yeah. So Yeah, pretty rough, that. Um, <laughs> and then the rising star being wide open. <laughs> we just glossed past. Um, Nev and I both tipped Matt Rowell for the rising star, and I think if he's out for half the season, it's going to be pretty tough. He's going to have to get 12 best on grounds, yep. I think, to take it out. Maybe. Well, we've got a big discussion we'll coming up on that one anyway, boys, because mm. rising star is on tonight's uh, program. So... But anyway, we'll move it move it right along, fellas. Right on. <clears throat> highlight and low light from the weekend. Oh, on highlight, low light, are we? All right, indeed. Right well, on. highlight for the weekend, boys, um, is uh, well, footy's back for starters. But um, my hi- highlight is that um, these teams that everyone's sort of written off, being the Sydney's, Adelaide's, um, even Carlton, um, these sort of teams, yep. um, they're actually in the hunt. It's not. Um, I think the new rules change it and, and brought all these new young teams in these young fellas that are full of energy um, and yeah we're going to see um, a wide open race this year yeah yeah mate my highlight just the speed and the openness of the game with this new on the mark rule got to stand still like yep. it's going to make the fitter teams the teams that move the ball fast and <laughs> it's, you don't it just seems like there's less of an arm wrestle it's not a, as scrappy because it's just bang bang hitting targets Playing on, hitting targets. I, I just loved it. I really did enjoy the flow of the game all weekend. Yep. Even the even the wet game in Sydney, I still think that was fairly uh, not the arm wrestle that it normally would have been. So yep. yeah, on, on your highlight, mate. Just while you're on that topic, um, the standing of the man of the mark. Obviously, it opens the game up, makes it fast flowing footy. So you've liked that clearly being your highlight. It's most of the rule. Do, do, what do you boys think? <clears throat> do you think that when it comes to a set shot on goal, though, that we need to that needs to be changed. Nah, because you then, can't. You can't. It's too great of an area. You can't. Uh, any, really? Nah, mate. I, I'd, per, be, I'd be a huge fan I think, of the man on the mark on a set shot being able to move sideways still. No, no. I think because, you should be allowed to move backwards and forwards, not sideways, even around the ground. Because the guy coming in for set shots over the weekend, nearly every time, went out and to the side so that he could have that shot without having to kick directly over that. How many of them missed the kick though? Just because they had no, to scoot it. Yeah, I don't know. It, was, it, it helped the goal kicker a shit ton mm. by not having that guy right in his vision because he could slide across with him yeah. in, in previous years. The fact that he had to stand still and that guy could just arc out to the right like Buddy Franklin, claim that it's in their, their wheel arc so he couldn't be called to play on. Yep. It just, yeah, I don't know. I thought it was pretty obvious. I think it'll be an obvious thing in weeks to come if you, if you see a few Possibly. I would just like a slight adjustment to the rule where you don't have to stand so you can go back. Yep, you can come forward to the mark, but you can't go left and right. Yeah, left and right still allows that quick play on. But, but you know as well as I do, pe- blokes will stagger diagonally a bit, like what the goal yeah, kickers try and do when they're. I suppose at the moment it's black yeah. and white. Yeah, you either right. stand still or you don't. I suppose yep. that's why they've done it. So fair enough, uh, boys. My highlight uh, would have to be it's because he's my boy, really, and you know it is. Um, Jaden Stevenson finally getting a crack in. I know he played for North Melbourne, so that's probably why he gets a crack there. But I just loved seeing him finally get a crack in a bit more of a midfield sort of arena, midfield wing role, because I just reckon Tore it he's up. a fiend player, mate. And 
his athleticism is freakish, and he's wanted to be that sort of role for a while there, but the Pies were never going to let him. Understandable. They had a shit-hot engine Midfield, room. yeah. But anyway, from a personal perspective, I loved I loved seeing Jaden Stevenson just light it up. And With he had you a there. point to prove, too. With so. you there, mate. Big, Good on big him. fan. Yeah, Good great on. game. Lowlights. Uh, my low light obviously, is um, Dangerfield's ruling. Uh, we've spoken oh, about it throughout the yep. week, boys, and... Um, and you also you brought up last um, a couple of days ago that last year when Shield got um, suspended there, you were screaming out for a one week ban. Yep, or um, no week. And and he's he's <laughs> gone directly at at the head of that player. Contact was direct with the head. Danger was an accidental head clash, um, and surely that comes into account. Yeah. Um, Rory Sloan's going out to bat for Danger through the week, saying how how hard his head is. Um, yeah. And if he's hit. Uh, um, if someone had done that to him, maybe to Dangerfield, they probably it doesn't knock him out. <laughs> they get up and and it's fine. There's no suspension; it'd be just a fine. So, um, yeah, a lot's just been put on to that um, the, the actual result. injury result. from it, the result of the the contact, not not the yeah. actual action or the um, yeah. And unfortunately, that's just the way it is in the world nowadays with protecting that concussion. So yeah, and I'll, I'll, I'll agree, mate. I thought for an accidental <clears throat> head clash coming out of it, I thought, three weeks two, I thought two weeks is probably what it needed to be because it sets a huge precedent going forward for one that does make direct contact with the head, with the shoulder. Say, holy dooly, that could be a five or six week. We're watching a bloke off the, off yeah. the ground. I suppose hurts, hurts the club more than the player. You know that player still yeah. getting friggin' paid. But the club is losing games if the players out. So. I think danger in, on one sense, because he's the president of the AFL Players Association, <laughs> has got to be happy that the AFL is looking after the player's interest because the whole thing is concussion, head knocks, got to look after the player. So as a president, he's very happy with the ruling, but as a player himself of the Cats, yeah. he's got to be... Yeah, it's, he was in a hard spot, but yeah. yeah. I your, think, your low light now? Mate, my low light's got to be bloody Matt Rowe. Oh, yep. Yeah. Just yeah, had to go there, mate. The, all the talk about him. He was looking fit. He looked good. Um, seeing what he could do. And then just a little innocuous sort of tackle. Um, leg sort of got knocked. And just the way his knee landed and Langdon landed on the back of him as well. Just, yeah, 12 weeks minimum out of the game. It's just sad. Yep. Fair yeah. enough. Uh, mine, boys, uh, funny enough, never to be that wet game between, I think it was GWS and the Saints there on the weekend. And it was just the goal kicking. Um Understandably, that, that footy was pretty wet. She was obviously a bar of soap. But honestly, I haven't seen that many set shots, wet ball or not wet ball, go that far off making the... Like, not even the goals, not even the behind post, boys. We're talking... I think it was four. Out that went four. out of bounds on the full. For no further... One might have been 50 out. The other three that I saw would have been 35 to 40 range. Just mongrel kicks. Now, at the end of the day, wet footy or not, you're a professional footballer. You paid a lot of money... Geez, you just need to be better. And it was just, yeah. I mean, it doesn't really worry me, neither here nor there, from a personal perspective. Yeah. I don't give a shit. None of them were, were my team. But, geez, it was frustrating to watch as a fan. Like, if you weren't a part of an AFL, you know, if you weren't an AFL fan previously, <coughs> you come and watch the game AFL and you saw that, the first thing you'd say to your mate is, do they pay that bloke? Yeah. It was, yeah, gee, it was yeah. bad. Nah, fair chat. Rightio. Um, let's head to the newsroom, boys. First newsroom of the year, boys. Let's go. So, biggest one, probably, Rao, PCL, no timeline has been given, but generally around 12 weeks. Um, Danger suspension, three weeks, fully deserved. Uh, Matt Crouch, two to three weeks, he's still away. Um, He's on a modified block of training at the moment, so he's got groin problems. Zach Williams is in after being suspended. Jack Martin's in. Side bottom's in as well. 
Um, Frio are busted. They got 15 on their injury list. I think they've only got like 28 to choose from um, on the weekend. So, yeah, Walters is still out. Menegola's got a shoulder test. He's 50-50. Um, Duncan's out for at least another week. Jeremy Cameron's still two, three weeks away. Um, Wingard's about another week before he's back. Viney got through the VFL unscathed, so don't be surprised if you see him this week. Cunnington, he's still having concussion problems. That's indefinite, so I'm starting to worry about him. Um, Jed Anderson's a test. Connor Rosie could be in, but they may be just conservative just because it's a foot. They may give him one more week. Hartlett's ready. Um, Hooley's a test too, so we could see him early, a lot earlier than I thought. We'll see, though. Um, Zach Jones recovered from a corky. Ron Marshall's progressing well. Maybe another week or so. Lance Franklin's in. That's the big one. Um, if he plays a whole season, he's got to be in Brownlow contention, um, especially with the way this... Not Brownlow, Coleman contention, especially with the way the ball moves and how quick it is. Um, Luke Shuey's probably round three. Um, and Yo, he's got no timeline yet. He's looking fitter. Um, he's completing change of direction in training now. Um, he's just about to get integrated into full training. So, yeah, that's what I've got. Any... Yeah, right. Um, well, first things first, I suppose. If you're looking at uh, Brownlow more than anything out of those names, um, obviously Rao's not going to be a part of it again this year, unfortunately for him. Uh, tell me this, <laughs> a bit random, but is he eligible then still for Rising Star? Like, say he got injured again later He's on. He's only year. 19. I think, is it 21's cut yeah, off for so. Rising yeah. Star? How many games is game? it? Oh, I, th- I think it's eight or something, isn't it? Oh, is it? Only eight. I don't think okay. it's a lot of games. So he might still... So he's played know, provided he plays now. at least five or six this year, he wouldn't be eligible for... No, nah, he won't be eligible year. next year, I don't think. Well, that, if he doesn't get re-injured, mate. Look at his luck yeah, at the moment. Yeah, true. Um, yeah, anyway, but as as for the other names, mate, I think the likes of Matt Crouch, who's normally Brownlow, is sort of relevant. So is Mitch Duncan um, and even Luke Shuey from here, time to time. Shuey's probably still all right if he has a red-hot season after only missing probably one more week. But the other two, Crouch and Mitch Duncan... Ooh, they might really struggle to poll votes there, boys. So I'll be yeah. on, I'll put, I'll put a line on Duncan. Uh, I had some intel from the cats come through today um, that he is actually um, more likely than not to play this week. Um, his his calf's healing pretty well. Um, yeah, right. And Menegola, though, he is still fifty fifty. He's probably not. Um, so that's going to hurt. Yeah. Um, yep. But then, yeah, it depends who's going to step up for the cats in the middle there and, they and take the votes. They so. won't play Menegola. You know why? Um, because they won't, want it, they won't want it to make it look like they were a club that took the sub rule as a piss take. Because he was one of the blokes that came off. Yeah, he was. Um, with a <clears> potential <throat> broken clavicle. So, fractured clavicle. So, yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah, and Hooley, mate. I don't know. He's not relevant for us, really. No. But I'll tell you what. Tigers, I can't see them being the team that they are playing that guy when he's of the age he is coming back. Not if he's injury, not ready. So, yeah. They won't rush him. Um, Zach Williams coming in is going to hurt Cripper. Um, Walsh. Walsh, yeah. But mm-hmm. apart from that... True, yeah. true. And if Vonnie comes back too. Now, now Zach Williams, he would be not eligible too because even though it wasn't actually around this season, I'm I'm was pre-season? I'm unsure. I should have checked a few facts. Yeah. That. If anyone knows that, flick it through to us, whether or not Zach Williams is still eligible for Brown. Do they have to receive their suspension in During the AFL season, season or, or just pre-season? Does that count? Yeah, be interesting. You really think it'd count. But anyway... You would, but it didn't happen in the season, did it? It's 2021. And Brad Crouch. Year, is Brad Crouch eligible? He is, because his suspension was from last year. Correct. Um, so he's just suspended for this season, yeah. Mm. Yeah. He's still eligible. Interesting. Interesting Anyone knows, let us know. Thanks, Nev. Good stuff. No worries. Rightio, boys. On to the votes. First round of the year. 
So, Nev, kick us off, mate. We had Richmond and Carlton. We, trying to rip into them. We did, mate. Uh, easy, this one. Dusty Martin, three votes. Um, 31 disposals, kick goals, did everything. Just a beast, yeah. Um, don't even need his stat lines, mate. He was by far and above the best on field. Yep. Yeah, Dusty, three votes, look great. Yeah, boom. As we expected, boys, the first unanimous of the year there. Um, yeah, shit it in, lit it up. Won't be paying much in the market, Brownlow night, but... Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, um, my next, I actually went with the Carlton bloke here. I went with Sammy Walsh. I thought he was, he was really, really good. Kept going all night. Um, ended up having 31 disposals himself, 13 of those contested. A um, lot of handballs, but I think he was in getting a lot of that harder ball than he normally does. So, yeah, I had Sammy Walsh for two, boys. Yeah, I had um, Jack Graham from Richmond for my two. Uh, I thought he was unreal. Um, he had the most disposals in the game. Um 11 inside 50s and 836 metres, which was uh, my new little criteria yeah, for this like year. That. So, And that was a top top one for the game as well. Fair enough. Well, we're all a bit different there, fellas. I actually gave it to a Carlton fella as well, Nev. But I gave it to his sidekick there in Cripper. Um, yeah, very similar to Walshy. I just thought watching it that Cripper was more noticeable. Wasn't he what? <laughs> like umpires, as we all know, look for him. And just he just made those... Tackle busts, I suppose you'd say. <laughs> Sounds weird in AFL, but he made tackle busts and burst clear a lot. And he, he still used handballs as, as just as much as Walsh did, don't get me wrong. But um, I just thought to an umpire's eye, he was probably a bit more noticeable. Yeah, well, from a one vote, I've split it like I do. Um, it's one of my strategies. Um, I've split it between those two boys. So Graham's got a half vote, and so is Cripper. Um, Graham, just because he was everywhere, but Cripper, mate, he would take the ball, look in front of him, five metres away, and go, I'm going to run through that bloke, and he fucking did it two or three times, and he'll be in there, and the umpire's not going to forget that, that's why he got it, he probably wasn't as prolific as some, but yeah, because he was so noticeable. 100%. Just, yeah. didn't, didn't take long to split a vote. No, sit on a fence for Neville. Sit on nah, the fence, mate. wasn't he? Some only just, have just finished pulling the bloody splinters out of it. In. Only just finished pulling the splinters out from last year. Oh, well. <laughs> um, oh, well. Yeah, Walsh had my one as well. He's put on some weight this year. He looks strong. Fair enough. Uh, my one actually went to Jack Rewalt, fellas. Um, yeah, just thought he was sort of the icing on the cake. Um, they rally around him when he's kicking goals and he kicked four. Uh, really good ones and they were yeah they were just brilliant goals if you ever <coughs> you, you got a son or daughter growing up wanting to kick goals and wanting to watch a bloke that kicks dead eye dick he's your man um, I couldn't deny four goals too there and, and still made five tuckers which is good forward pressure from him so one vote but it's pretty tough Tyro right. Lions Swans mate Lions Swans no Pies Dogs uh, we're going to go Pies oh, Dogs we'll go right. yeah gee whiz we don't talk about that game yet <laughs> <laughs> um, Dogs Pies uh Really good game. Um, good to see the, the doggies midfield up in action. Um, lots to talk about them with their recruiting over the preseason. But um, three votes uh, I gave to Bailey Smith. I thought he was um, brilliant. He's so strong and he's just getting better and better each year. 35 touches and two goals. Uh, there you go, to the mullet man. Yeah, mate. Oh, I don't have much to add there. I, oh, there was some great possession getters out there, but he was by far and away the most noticeable bloke out there. And if uh, you hung around and watched the remainder of the game or the, the talking and showpiece afterwards, he actually won the medal there for best on ground. So that's always a go-to for me, boys, with a three-vote. Same thing, boys. Yep. Everything he did, you you just remember. The so. magic mullet. Yeah, mate. Looks <laughs> unreal, doesn't it? Far out, he was good. <laughs> Um, all right. Uh, two votes I've given to McRae. Um, he was just doing what he does. 35 touches. Absolutely everywhere. Getting to every contest. Um, every time I was looking at the screen, he was just at each contest. Somehow he magically teleported. 
Um, 35 touches <laughs> and seven tackles. Uh, he was brilliant. Magic McRae, eh? Yeah. yeah. Magic um, McRae. It's what we said last year too where he gets more votes now is he's brought tackling into his game. Mm. Like, he's he's always getting over five tackles a game. That's pretty big for a bloke that's still managing to rack up 35 <laughs> disposals. He led tackles, didn't so, he, I think, with seven. Yeah, mate. He, yeah. Got, he got my two votes as well. Yeah, you just can't deny him. Ditto there too, boys. McRae for two. Uh, Caleb Daniel with the one vote. Um, your mate Bards with the headgear. He's like, if me and yep. you had a, a love child, he'd be that guy. That's About as tall weird, as me and he's, he's got a headgear like you, yeah. <laughs> um, and he kicks probably like me because you suck at kicking. Oh, um, 27 touches for the little magician. Um, 12 in the last quarter. So he was unreal. Jump and he had time. the most metres gained for the, uh, for the game as well. Yeah, mate. Uh, again, Ty, I'm with you, mate. Unanimous for... Um, you I didn't actually sit on the fence. Yeah, I am. Oh, fuck. <laughs> um, boys, I've actually got uh, the bond there for half a vote, mate. Yep. Once again, everything that he did, I remembered. Yeah. Um, well, at the end of the game, I was trying to go, who do I give votes to? And Bont kept popping into my head, and I'm like, uh, kept looking back at the stat line, and I don't know why, but so got a half. But Darcy Moore also, mate, I thought he was unreal. He took 12 marks in that back line. Yep. He single handedly kept Collingwood with a foot in the contest. So, yeah, I think he deserves that. I know he's a key position defender, but, mate, I think the new rules, you're going to see a lot more key position defenders taking big money. See him get a couple more votes this year. What did you think yep. of Pendle's skills for the game? Oh. That, that was the worst I've ever seen him kick a football. Oh, ever. What, about the, what about the chess mark? He, yeah, he's dropping everything. He was kicking basket. like shit. Um, yeah. oh. Unlike him. Looked fit. <laughs> Still looks on, fit. If this was Ablett, is he done? Is he yeah, done, Pendles? He, 100%. He may be done. That's, that's a fair argument. Yeah, he would have copped it if it was Gaz. Yep. <laughs> Actually, Sam... Uh, Stephen, Stephen May, May, sorry, wrong May. Stephen May there for Melbourne. Yeah, he was just an absolute bloody rock in defence um, and took a lot of the kicks as well to, to get him up the ground. And yeah, he just, yeah, mate, he was a beast, to be honest, for a defender. So he was, yeah, he was how, best on for me. How hard were the votes this game? Oh, mm. uh, yeah, I, I thought, sort of thought he was clear for me, but yeah. the other two, the next two were very tight. Yeah. Next two or three, really, if you could have jumped in, yeah. I did. Um, mate, Steve, <laughs> Stephen May's got my three two. Like you said, mate, he was an absolute animal. He's got your animal. three two. No, he's and got, one he's got my three. All oh, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I didn't give him six. I could, I suppose. <laughs> but no, he gave him three. Um, like you said, everywhere. Yeah. Um, and he featured heavily in the match report. Yeah, I uh, actually didn't give Steve May or Jake Lever a vote. I've got him down as very, very unlucky. Um, my <laughs> doesn't count for shit. <laughs> That's right. Uh, but anyway, uh, Oliver's got mine. Uh, I thought he was just a beast. Um, and his red hair just sticks out like nuts on a dog. Um, led disposals, contested possessions, um, score involvements. And he went at 80% efficiency. So that's yep. different for him. Yep. And that's why he's the roughy boys this year, I'm mm. telling you. Eh? Lock him in. Um, yeah, he got my two votes. Tybo, uh, he was six disposals clear. Six possessions clear of the next best. So that's pretty big. Mate, Oliver got my two as well. Yep. Yeah. Um, Andrew Brayshaw um, was Frio's best for me. And, uh, yeah, I've got him in there with the two. 29 touches, um, kicked a goal. You know, he did all that, that stuff, and he looked good. He was everywhere. 
Fair enough, mate. And for one vote, boys, I couldn't go to him, uh, young Brayshaw. I did think he was their best, but I actually still went for another uh, Melbourne player, and that was uh, the Ferrari, boys. He's Ooh. rolled around of the garage in round one for me, and he managed to still pluck a vote. I... I ummed and about this quite a bit, but at the end of the day, when he kicked two goals to go with his 24 possessions, any midfielder that manages to get two to three goals is always in the eye of the umps for me. Uh, so he just nosed in front, and to be honest, he actually just nosed in front of probably Tom McDonald for me. If I was to use Ty's strategy, he'd be the one that gets very unlucky written beside his name. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't count for shit, mate. <laughs> I um I didn't write unlucky against his name, mate. I've got T Mac and Track Share in the vote there. <laughs> so <laughs> you copied me notes. Yeah, no, nah, he copied me, mate. But no, Tra- Tom McDonald I couldn't go past him, mate. He looks fit as a fiddle. Yep, that, well, he's and, got a point and, to prove. He well, he has to. Shafted, wasn't he, so. yeah, and he has to. Like They brought Ben Brown in, and he's like, well, fuck you, and look what he's done. So, yeah. <laughs> Is that what he said? No, I think so. <laughs> Probably uh, a bit more, too. I had um, the Ferrari as well there for the one vote. The roughie of mine. Good, good. Solid start here, boys. We're still sort of on the same wavelength. <laughs> All righty. we got Crows Cats next. Yep. <laughs> Bloody them Crows, eh? Taylor Walker, three votes. Mate, best on ground in my, my eyes. Kick five goals, 18 disposals, seven marks. Mate, he looked like he was just running around those Ge- that Geelong defensive line and they were just walking. Dead set. He was so good. Um, looked like the Taylor Walker of old. Couldn't go past him. Yep. yep. Yeah, I had him as well. Three votes for Big Tex, and I hate the bloke. But <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, that would have hurt you. He was you. good. Yeah, mate, he was unreal, boys. He got my three as well. And to be honest, he was a huge part of, you know, as much as youth and exuberance is in that team at the moment, he was a huge part as to why they won it too. Because it, when the elite is up and about early, you know, everyone rallies around him, don't they? And they just kept on going, and he just kept standing it, so... The game style suits him, Pretty I think. Exciting. That quick movement, he's a lead-up forward. He is, yep. Mate, and he's dead eye dip from outside 40, so... Yep. Yeah. Um, sneaky, sneaky common chance, maybe. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. He's still playing for the Crows. <laughs> <laughs> they did beat the grand finalists from last year. Um, Laird, two votes. Mate, I thought he was unreal. His first probably full game in, in the midfield. Um, it was slated... He, Went, went from defence to midfield a bit last year. But, mate, 27 disposals, 18 of those kicks. He had seven marks also, but six tackles too. Mate, he was really, really good. Yeah, he was unreal, just playing midfield all day. I think he missed one centre bounce. So, um, yeah, unreal from Laird. Two votes. Yeah, agree, boys. Two votes. He got the most disposals on the ground. So, yeah. Um, I actually went with a cat for my for my one vote, and I haven't split it. So, um, back to the traditional 3-2-1 here. Wow. But Brennan Parfit, mate, I thought he was Cat's best, I reckon. Kicked two goals, made nine tackles. Um, I think he's probably one of the only Cats that can probably stand up and said he tried for four quarters. He's so. the only Cat that can tackle, Nev. Mm, anyway. True. Yeah, he does lead the tackles a lot for the Cats. <laughs> um, I actually had um, Danger for my one vote. Um, I thought he was um, brilliant. Um, 26 disposals, 6 yeah. clearances, 8 inside 50s, 747 metres gained. And one KO. Um, he was he was a knockout for me. <laughs> you know why he didn't get my vote? Because he Because the umpies will know he KO'd someone and they won't give him a vote for it. No, they, they will. Nev, oh, I'm 100% in the greens with you. Oh, I had him and Parfit equal on too, the ledger, yeah. unfortunately. Um, because I'm pretty sure he was put on report immediately, wasn't <laughs> yeah, he? It straight wasn't on, like a... No, yeah. it was straight on report, which means straight to tribunal. Yeah, so yeah. in my opinion, umps are going off the ground and gone, sorry, mate. What a wanker. Not voting for him. Because, yeah. Anyway, yeah. agree. It, he's not getting it and uh, Parfit is unfortunately Ty's fucked his system already this year 
I don't know. I don't think they vote on best and fairest when they're given the three, two, ones. Just best, best of field. Let's hope so. Um, so anyway, Hawks Dons. Um, I've got Pig Mitchell there with three votes. Another um, cracking game, eh? He's back, back to his best. Yeah. What was this? One point this game? Two, one or two points, um, and Hawks point, got up point, very late too. Forty well, point turnaround. Yeah, yeah, yeah they were down by a lot. Um, I hate to be a bomber supporter. So thirty nine touches for the pig. Tough gig. Seventeen <laughs> in the third quarter. Um, yeah. To kickstart. He actually their got comeback. a slow start, didn't he? Um, unreal. Beast. Yeah. Um, oh, I didn't give him the three just because I thought Andy McGrath was a little bit better. Um, yeah, yeah, mate. It was tough at the end of the day, but just McGrath's tackling for me is both know if there's two people on par, I turn to the tackles. He's made 11 tackles. That's enormous. That's hopping up, handing that pill back to the umpy a lot. So you're in his face plenty, and that's why he got the nod. It was hard not to give him my three. I went with Mitchell. Um, but, yeah, it was hard not to give it to McGrath, I'm telling you. Yeah, I've uh, got <laughs> McGrath with the two votes, and it was just because of that 17 disposal third quarter um, that turned the game for his team. Um, I think that I've... I, I had Ma- McGrath. Yep. Yeah, I had McGrath with the three until... Um, yeah, I re through and, and found the 17 in that third quarter that um, really turned it yeah um, so yeah two for McGrath um, so obviously my two went to, to Titch Tom Mitchell there um, the other thing so just very similar in response but different thinking for you Ty was Tom Mitchell had, out of his 39 28 of them are handballs you know I love it if I was an umpire just as, as, as I am a fan watching the game I notice a bloke more when I'm seeing him deliver a piercing <laughs> kick so you know yeah, Andy McGrath delivered 17 kicks to, uh, you know, Tom Mitchell delivering 28 handballs out there. Sometimes I don't even see those handballs, so I don't even know he got a touch. So, um, But yeah, two from McGrath. They're both brilliant. Yeah, fair. I had two blokes level here, but I actually just went with the one. Um, reason why is your thing, like who they are as the name. So Merritt got my one, um, yep. but Will Day was very unlucky not to get the one. It's only because of who he is. He's a nobody at the moment. Yep. Um, yeah, Zachy Merritt, 28 disposals, um, just, oh, 31 disposals, sorry, but yeah, just everywhere, and that's why he got it. Yeah, my one um, went to a hawk again, uh, Dylan Moore, uh, had a third quarter blitz um, with um, Titch there, three goals, 14 disposals in that quarter for him as a forward is um, big. 14 out of his 19 in third quarter, wow Exactly, wow. exactly, end of the game, you know, I like that, the second half of the game. Um, yep. Uh, leaves a lasting impression in the minds. So there you go. Yeah, on with you, Nev. Um, and it's 100% because I stick to my principles there. I couldn't really give it to one of those, sort. I won't say no-namers, but they're very much underrated footballers at the moment. And Zach Merritt still ran an absolute muck. So, yep, he faded a little bit, but he's named it enough to get the one vote there. Lion Swans. Yeah, Tybo, lead us off. Uh, all right, fine. Um... Lions Swans, good game, good to watch. Um, sort of brought a little bit of a smile to me face after uh, watching the cats go down. So, um, <laughs> just to give us, mate, he was so cranky. It changed from a frown to more of a scowl. <laughs> uh, anyway, I had um, Cal Mills there with three votes, um, two goals, twenty-nine disposals. Um, yeah, very good playing midfield by the looks. No need for me to add to that. He was bog by a fair bit for me. Me too. I think it was no uh, mentioned in the match report too, I think. He so, was, mate. Yep. Yeah, so mate three Best for me. Field, He's so. a jet. Uh, my two votes has gone to the Rook, uh, who got the Rising Star nod this week. Um, Goulden. Um, I thought he was brilliant. Um, could have... We 
we were, when we were watching the game, actually, we, we were putting some bets on for a goal scorer, next goal scorer, and it just so happened to let slip Errol Goulden kick, kick the next goal. And the mate that was here didn't put the bet on, and he missed out because he was paying about 38 bucks or something. Wow. Um, so, yeah, he was pretty shitty. But, um, yeah, I thought he was unreal. He was just everywhere, quick, fast movement, good skills. Um, kicked three goals, I think. Looked like he belonged, didn't um, he? And three goal assists. So. Yep. Yeah. yeah, mate. Brilliant. So, funny enough, um, although I'm not big on no-namers, you know, getting votes, especially like two votes, normally they can sneak in for a one unless they're brilliant. But the fact is he was brilliant. Um and there was no one else that was anywhere near as noticeable as him on the ground, um, even forgetting what the commentators take in. Everything that he did sort of became a match highlight. All of his players getting around him adds to that atmosphere, and so he's very much a memorable player for the night. So he got one too as well. I gave him my two for every reason you just said. Yep. Can't really think of anything else to say. Um, Tom Hickey's got me one. Um, yep. It's a he lot, was good, A eh? lot to do with the haircut, so I think. Um, when you've got a big mop on your head that's bouncing around, it does stand out. But um, 23 disposals um, was competitive in the hitouts. They were even. Um, 14 contested possessions and nine clearances. Um, he was very, very noticeable. Mate, I agree with you. Just his nine clearances alone from the big Ruckman, that's huge. And yeah, the, the hair, as we've said before, normally in a joking manner, but the hair can help, can't it? Because mm. I saw it, I just noticed him so much. So yeah, he snuck in. Mate, I think it's hard to get a vote as a Ruckman if you're not Grundy or Gorn. That's the only reason why I didn't go him. I actually went with uh, a bit left of field here, but I went with Isaac Heaney, mate. I thought he was really good. He kicked three goals. Um, took eight marks as well as a smaller forward, and you can't miss that bleach blonde hair. And um, yeah, I just I thought he did enough to get my one. He was strong, just because of who he is, mate. He's just more of a known player than what Hickey is. So, yep. fair yeah. enough. A little bit different to us, but yeah, thereabouts, boys. So the next game we got is Port Adelaide versus North Melbourne. Um, best on ground for me, and I'm pretty sure he heavily featured in the match reporters BOG as well. Was Travis Boak just uh, lit it up? Um, he's not as old as people make out that he is. Oh, he's pretty old. But he appears at the moment to be ageless. Like, he's just... A little bit like Pendles at the moment, He's a red wine, mate. Just better with age. Mm. I'm not a wine drinker. Is it red, white? Doesn't matter, does it? That's red, mate. You just get better with age. And that's Bokey. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah, um, I had to go with Boke too, mate. Um, How old is he? He's 32. He's he's actually older than I thought. Yeah, mate. He's old. He's old as... Yeah, but he's playing like a 25-year-old, and he played like a 25-year-old last year too. So, yeah, mate, he was just too good. He did have a quiet like, finish to the game, I think, but they were well and truly home by then, so he could relax a bit. Yeah, um, we spoke about him a lot last year, um, runner-up in the Brownlow, and, yeah, he hasn't slowed down at all. We sort of thought he'd drop off a bit. I thought last year was going to be his, his big hurrah, but he's um, come out firing, so three votes to the boat. Um, no, needless to say, my two votes going to go to young Steve-O, Jaden Stevenson. Just for a team that got pumped by, you know, 45-odd points, the kid, he just lit it up. Um, Never mate, stopped, did he? He was everywhere. So, yeah, credit to him. Took his opportunity. Uh, he finished with 33 disposals, which actually led the disposals for the for the whole game by three. And as I said, his team got beaten by 45 points. So that's a huge performance. So, yep. Mate. With you there, Jaden Stevenson, two votes, lock it in. I have Orazio, uh, four goals, four, mate. Um, he was like in a first game for a club, that's the way you want to start. If you're kicking four goals, four, 
eight shots in your first ever outing. Running from 14 disposals. You um, hate yeah, that. you hate that shit, Ty. As soon as a bloke doesn't get... Four, you tell me a bloke touches, needs mate. three or four goals and he needs 18 disposals to go with it. All right, so he had 14 disposals. <laughs> we had 12 score involvement. So he wasn't um, okay. just... He didn't have eight disposals, eight shots, eight disposals. He had 12 score involvement. So he's getting other people in the game as well. Um, but yeah, 4-4, that's eight shots. He's had a lot of time Good in front of the sticks. Mass. Yep, fair enough, mate. Uh, he got my one vote, so he did sneak in there, mate. He was good enough. Um, yeah. Fucking mate. grill me, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> mate, I couldn't touch him. Um, I actually went with, I split this vote between Ollie Wines and uh, Motlop. I thought yeah, Motlop right. was unreal, mate. He he turned back the clock, looked like he was everywhere. He's he's lost a little bit of pace, but he's still quicker than a lot of other blokes on that field, mate. And the way he used the ball was just fantastic. And Ollie Wines just did what he always does 30 disposals mate and yeah just the ball that he is I couldn't go past them too yeah I had Stevenson for my one um, we've mentioned it he's unreal yep cool very good two to get through boys Giant Saints next I guess um, struggled at the start to pick someone here but I actually ended up going with uh, Membry mate I thought he was really good he got three uh, three votes from me um, how many goals he kicked? Kicked bag I think three, didn't he three goals Th- three goals um, 21 disposals as well seven marks just yeah, probably turned the game in their favour, I think. Yeah, it was really good. Uh, I had Cogs there for my three. 150 games for the Beast. Um, captain's back. Um, 600 metres gained, five clearances, eight inside 50s, and a goal. Boom. Yeah, righto. <sighs> Interesting. I that, didn't touch him. I don't, miss that I don't, I don't have him in my three votes. He's not even... Granted, milestones are a big thing, and I actually didn't know it was his milestone, so I might have missed a trick there just for at least... I think if they had won and he had got carried off... Mm. But but um, <laughs> my three votes uh, also went to Tim Membrinev. So I, I watched this whole game, and I just thought he was awesome. He bobbed up everywhere when they needed him at the right times. Even when they wanted to con- consolidate their lead, they sent him back, and he took two strong marks in defence. He just, for a bloke, you know, um, that's not probably one of the best, or not known as one of the better goal kickers in the whole comp, his hands are great. He's... Yeah, unbelievable for, for a bloke that's not absolutely gigantic. So, liked him. Loved watching him. Um, I've gone with Timmy T, Taranto. Two votes. Mate, he kicked a goal. I think he kicked two behinds as well. Um, 19 of his 26 disposals were kicks. He was just... It, it was like the other game with the dogs. Everything he did, I just remembered. I just remember him being everywhere. So, that's why he's got it. Yeah, I remember there for two votes. Just a beast in the wet. Yep, uh, my two votes as well was Taranto and Ev. I just thought he was the best of the Giants. Yeah, um, as for my one vote, I've split it here. So I went for Jack Billings from the Saints um, and found room to get Jacob Hopper in there as well, mate. He got 28, so he was a bull on the weekend. Mate, he he played a little bit like Cripper. He'd just get the ball and try and run through people. Um, and he tackled, he was just, yeah, mate, he was just good. Yeah, I couldn't go past him. All right, so he was pretty good then. Um, I went Hunter Clark uh, for my one vote. Um, he's playing midfield this year and um, another another one of those haircuts, but a lot of the Saints have this same haircut, I think. Um, yeah, he sort of stood out for me, taking a lot of marks, um, lots of contested ball um, and moving the footy by foot. Yeah, well, you've tossed a fair few names there and I, I could have gone with three or four for this one, but I lent towards Billings. Um, yeah, I just thought he... He just turned it back to the form that we knew he's capable of. So top disposal getter for yeah, the game if, too. Uh, you know, came out to the winner for the one vote for me. If GWS won, it would have been a GWS player. If Saints win, it was Garner. 
billing, so that's the way it went. All right, last game of the round. Um, Eagles-Suns. Um, Good game footy. It was, yeah. Suns were in it until probably the last quarter, but um, I've gone with uh, Tim Kelly with the three votes. Um, he looks trim, um, probably the best he's been since he's moved to West Coast. Did look fit, didn't um, he? Yeah, just, he was on fire. 13 score involvements. Um, he's moving it around, getting the clearances, contested possessions. He was um, brilliant. Yeah, right. Um, I reckon you're off your head. Now, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I thought Tim Kelly was good. <laughs> but if Dom Sheed wasn't best on in that ground, wasn't best on ground in that game, I'll eat my own hat. Um, get eaten, mate. Bring phenomenal. a knife and fork ground, though, not. <laughs> munch, munch. <laughs> phenomenal. Uh, Dom Sheed, I don't really want to have to say much more. He, 34 disposals. So, as good as Kelly was at the end of the day, Dom Sheed took 12 marks around the ground as well. So, you, you're seeing, you're just seeing that guy. And I did just see that guy. Mm. Everywhere probably helped that he's in my fantasy team, but and he's got half a bald head, mate. Mm. Yeah, I just thought he was awesome. I thought he was prolific. I'm nice. with you, Bards. Dom Shade, three votes off yeah. your head. He just kicked it, kept kicking. I the bloody thing. <laughs> yeah, it, it was good. Love it. Yeah, I had Cal Baron Shade for me one. Um, Jack <laughs> Jack Bose Jack Bose got my two votes. Yeah, um, just because um, like Suns were in it until that last quarter, pretty much, um, and this bloke was just bobbing up everywhere. Thirty touches. At 100% efficiency, um, 14 marks, 7 rebounds. Um, he was moving it and moving it accurately, which is, yeah, you don't often see 30 disposals at 100%, so that's big. It is, mate. He uh, he also had nine clearances to go with his day, mate, so, yeah, just it was huge for me. Um, Shannon Hearn actually snuck in to get my two votes just ahead of Tim Kelly here, um, but when I say that, Kelly actually doesn't get my one vote either, but... I was, I was that makes split, no I was sense. Split, yeah, I was splitting hairs between three players. I think you're going to say you're splitting votes. No, no, no. No, I don't do that shit, Nev. Um, but Shannon Hearn, and it was purely because in the last quarter in particular, oh, he just repelled everything. And a lot of the time it just got kicked down his throat. But the guy was just... Contro- For me, he just controlled almost the whole second half of the game with where he put the ball, where he ran the ball, where he put his other players. Um, yeah, Awesome. Mate, Bo's got my two. Couldn't yep. go past him. He was he was unbelievable. Far out, he was good. Yeah, uh, it, it was hard, wasn't it? Because there was so many just possession getters. It was such a it was time. such a kick mark, kick mark, kick mark game. Yeah, and so, the opposite team. Yeah, time. so like it, <laughs> apart from their, their like, defense were both um, trying to control it from from defense. Obviously, they just kept yep. chipping it back, switching it across, bringing it back at both ends of the not ground. Not playing really would be so, yeah, mark not playing risky repelled. football. Yeah. Mm. It's interesting. I had Sheed there, um, yeah, obviously, for my one. And I, I just thought I saw Kelly and Bose more than Sheed. Yeah, fair enough. And, yeah, look, Bose was awesome, but I couldn't even... I didn't even find room for him, and I don't know how I didn't. His name kept tossing up heaps, but I actually gave it to Oscar Allen uh, one vote because I just thought he just influenced the game so much from, mm. the, from the very first whistle. Um, yeah, I don't know what it was. It was just he probably didn't kick as many goals as what I'd like to normally give a goal kicker a vote for with only 13 disposals to go with it. But he was just up and about and he just looked beastly, mate. Important times he's taking those marks. And like the fact that you didn't even notice Josh Kennedy for the whole game just shows how much of a beast he was. So yeah, I liked it. Mate, I like what you're putting down there. I've actually gone with Kelly and oh, Kelly and Allen I've split half them. yeah half <laughs> vote so mate they're not the same guy Kelly yeah. Allen no but Allen, Allen was everywhere mate he took 8 marks too so yep. yeah he, yeah It'd be a big presence wasn't he he, he was mate he was from this like year. Darling 
played a bit part. Kenny played a bit part. Allen stood up for a 22-year-old to outshine those two guys. He's done a far out. He's done a good job. Yep. Well, boys, that's a wrap on the uh, the votes for round one, which First is one. awesome. There's no need for us to go through any tallies as yet. We'll uh, we'll give an update on the little tally board there next week once we've got a bit more data. But yeah, awesome to be back into it, fellas. All right, boys, it's time to get into a bit of chat about Rising Star. Um, you know, we obviously focus on Brownlow the most, the new listeners out there, but we also just touch on the other little awards throughout the year, and that's the uh, Rising Star and the Coleman Medal. So last week, if you weren't with us, we uh, we each put in a tip. Um, the boys here, I think you both went Matty Rao, fellas? Nah, I don't remember. And, and I myself actually went Tom Green. Unfortunately... Matt Rowe's injured at the moment, but we're not allowed to have a re-tip, boys. That's what you, what you put your mouth to. So um, hopefully he gets back fast for his boys, but I'm in the box seat at the moment. Mind you, I thought Tom Green's performance on the weekend was rather rubbish. So hopefully he gets a bit more time on ground and he gains a bit of momentum. But I suppose the biggest talking point is with Rowe being out, fellas, it's wide open now, and there's been a few good performances over the weekend. So I guess I just want our thoughts on... Who we probably it's very early still, but who who would you tip your hat towards now that Real, even though I didn't have him, he was red hot favourite. Now that he's out of the contest, uh, who do we think's gonna gonna be up and comers, boys? And who do you think's the biggest dangers and or might still take it out? Mate, there's about six or seven blokes I reckon, and that's unreal that it's so open. So there's a lot of value there. Good. Isn't um. It? Oh shit. For it's interest's not... sake, uh, just to give a little update on the market. I mean, Jamara Ugal Hayden has come into favouritism. So just to give a bit of a oh, Tom tip. Green's actually the favourite. Four, oh, four fifty, mate. Oh, I got Jamara at the same price here. Ah, oh, right, and I, he's out to six on my market. Oh, there you go. Yeah, but um, Don't yeah, bet So with to cards. put it out there, like, there's not a player under, apart from those two, there's not a player under five dollars, and there is some good kids out there at the moment. So if you, you know, if you can get on early, right now is the time to do it because you only need to see normally. Is it fair to say, boys, five weeks generally every year, five or six weeks of footy before you sort of know who might be the guy that's going to light it up they for the it up. And, and then a dude does and his shoulder everyone, and doesn't play again. And then everyone comes into $3, 350s and she's a tight race from there. Mate, if I've got to pick one, Hayden Young, I thought his game for Fremantle was bloody awesome in that half-bat line. He took every kick out too. Yep. So, mate, he's going to – his stat lines are going to be high. Oh, Yeah. If I had to pick one, um, I'd like to have a lay on a lot there. But Hayden Young, I really liked his game. Yep. So a few, like a few names to rattle off, I suppose. You've got uh, even Tanner Bruin got a game on the weekend. Tyler Brockman, but uh, Tom also, Powell was really good. Yeah. Um, Dylan Stevens. Uh, we've got uh, Lockie Shoal, uh, Braden Campbell, Tom Powell. You've mentioned Trent Rivers was and, good for the and demons. Of course, Errol Goulden, who not got non round one. So yeah, what do you reckon, Ty? Yeah, well, obviously Errol's in the hot seat at the moment because he's the only one with the nomination, so um, he's the only one that can win it. Uh, That's fair. um, Yeah. (laughs) Got us on a technicality um, there. Tom Powell, um, he's um, a beast. He's going to be so good, and I don't think he'll get kicked out of that team. Yeah. So, like, to talk talk realistic um, to people wanting to maybe throw a bet on this, um, job security is a big thing, isn't it? Like, let's let's be real. Tom Powell's probably going to play throughout the year, hopefully throughout the midfield. For North Melbourne, um, he's a high draft pick, and that's where they want him to play. So I tend to agree with that. Errol Goulden obviously um, sharpened in. He was twenty sixes um, 
yeah, at the start of the season, um, which I know because I might have had a little play there um, outside of Tom Green. But, yeah, Errol Goulden, I mean, there's no reason he can't stay a midfielder now for Sydney, is there? Mm, he's done enough. Right. One other bloke that's got great value who's in the best 22 every single week is Lockie Scholl. He's paying 13 bucks. 100%. And so, personally, I think I'd tip my hat. Goulden set it on, like you said. But I do think as well... he's He'll the, be managed. Lockie Scholl's in the best 22. He's playing full wing role. And honestly, if Adelaide start to lose games again, I actually think he'll find mid-roll a bit more too. Um, well, Scholl's got a BOG as well. Brownlow not last year. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and, mate, that, he was very close big. to the votes this yeah, week already. I'm pretty sure he finished top three in their uh, like 2K <laughs> time trial too at Adelaide. So the kid's hungry. Um, yeah, I like him a lot. At 13s. 13s. So, get on it early, I reckon. So there's a few names there uh, for anyone that's not up to date on what's happening with the uh, rookies. Okay, gents, it is time for our uh, probably our most popular segment, I'd say. It just has taken off since we began it. And that's under the pump, fellas. Time to bring it back. So, you now I've got no questions in front of me, but I know that uh, you have most of the ones that got sent in, Nev. So. I do, and Ty's got a couple, I think, as well. So. Rightio. So, as always, uh, for those that don't know, we've got 30 seconds to answer these questions that have been sent in by our listeners. Um, and, yeah, 30 seconds between the three of us, I should say. So, we've got to try not to chew up too much time with each other. It's hard for you, isn't it? Fast on our feet. <laughs> I do like to talk. <laughs> <laughs> and let's see how we go, fellas. So, fire away, Nev. Hit us with your first few. All righty. So, first question comes in from um, Christian in Brisbane. So, Gorn and Grundy would have been in the conversation for Brownlow, but with Rucks now RIP after the first round, um, does this mean Petraka and someone like a Pendles are more of a chance? Uh, thanks for writing in, mate. Um, Pendles, no chance if he plays like he did on the weekend. Um, but Petraka, yeah, if Gorn's not there taking votes, um, Petraka and Oliver will rack them up. Buds? Yeah, um, yeah, definitely no for Pendles. Um, he's solid enough. But here's the thing. I think Pendles will get more votes this year, yes, because he's got less around him, funny enough, but he's not still Brownlow contender for me. Petraka will get a few more, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just think the Rucks are going to... I'd like to see a bit more data first, so, yeah. As usual, I'm on the fence. That's shit from you, Nev. You right, give the like a definitive answer Next at all. Next question, guys. <laughs> um, this one came from Christian as well. It was full of them. It was bloody awesome, actually. That's what we new, want, New listener, that's what we need. So, uh, do you think some players purposely stick out or their like, particular markings, etc., make them more susceptible to get votes because they're more noticeable to the umps? So, for instance, Dusty with his haircut and his tats. Swanee with his tats. Pritis got one because he's got that mop head. Um, Cooney got one because he had a flaming ginger flaming ginger rug. Um, Woe Woden even got one because he had the frosted tips back in the day. And <laughs> what did he have on his tits? <laughs> tips, mate. <laughs> um, and someone like Akimenis, like he had that bleach blonde hair yep. with the goatee and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, far away. Yeah, definitely. You can see that many of these little pricks these days have got the, half the hair cut off the side of their head. Because they think it looks good. Or like it doesn't scums. look good. It makes them look stand out. Yeah, they look like fucking idiots. Uh, <laughs> I, I tend to agree. I think it does. It does help. I think that some people do lean towards wanting to help their chances more as well. If not necessarily for Brownlow, but to be more noticeable in their own side. Yes. It hurt Collingwood last year. Crisp, Trelaw, everyone had the blonde bleach locks and they spread the votes too much, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, they all look the fucking <laughs> so, same. Yeah, but anyway, done. Righto. Did you ever answer that, Ty, or not? Just no, he didn't. Yes, I did. No, you didn't. <laughs> Shut up. Used to answer it, you clown. Um, 
So here's another one. So um, given Adelaide is the first wooden spooner to beat a grand finalist from the previous year in round one since 1971 when North defeated Carlton, and Geelong staring down the barrel of an 0-4 start to the season with no pe- with no danger and their midfield depth tested, how under the pump is Chris... Oh, this guy doesn't like this fella. He calls him Chris Flog Scott. Wow. Away we go. Um, so hang on, question, how under the pump is Chris Scott yep. Flog? Sorry, yes. Yeah, mate, um, definitely not going to be an 0-4 start. They play the Demons in round three, so that'll be an easy chalk-up win there for the Cats. Um, but, but Scott should be under the pump, yeah. Yeah, he should be under the pump. At the end of the day, he's making finals consecutively over and over again, but he's just not pulling off not what delivering. they need. Yep. I'm just going to start calling him the butcher, mate, because he's butchered about three flags now. So, yeah, um, definitely he's under the uh, pump. Chris Butcher Flog Scott. Righto. Um, another question, boys. So, got a few here. Um, can the Tigers do three in a row? Is that a question? Of course they can. Um <laughs> Was think, as as we've mentioned earlier that um, the new men on the mark rule, um, the quick teams are going to advent, take advantage of that, and they are a very fast team. Yes, uh, the difference between them and previous premiership winners is they're all still hungry. They actually all still want to get better, and they just they just still want to become the best side that's ever been. Whereas some other teams drop away, a little. and they're taking pay cuts to stay together. So yeah, I think they can do it again. I don't want them to, but I think they can. Right, oh, we got out before the time got of that time. Got an that answer good. from Neville there. Right, oh. got an answer from Neville too. Um, is Steph Martin the recruiter of the year for the Dogs as a ruck with English now being able to play a hybrid ruck forward role? And he was really good on the weekend. Yeah, um, great pick up, Steph Martin in the middle there. Um, I don't have too much to say about him. I thought he was pretty good, funny character. Yeah, I'd obviously put a bit more thought into recruit of the year. Um, I'd have to go back through them, but we've only got about 10 seconds here. Barty is a great recruit. From their perspective, yes. Yeah. Because Tim English still needs to grow in size to be a dominant mid uh, ruckman. Yeah, definitely not recruit of the year, but definitely a handy recruit. So, Right, another question. So, are Sydney able to get into the top eight with good young talent they possess with their squad list? Um, who knows, mate? Uh, it's been one round, so I'd like to see a bit more out of them. Um, you seem to think, Nev, that um, they're going to rest a few of their little new recruits, give them a bit of a break, but I don't know. They could if they play like they did on um, Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think they'll make the eight. I think they'll be on the cusp of it, personally. Yeah, I've got them sitting probably 12th, I think, is roughly where they'll finish, so can't make the eight, in my opinion. One or two injuries, they're in trouble. Yeah. Um, any news on Big Ben Brown, his debut was a demon. We don't need to answer that. That's about five, six weeks away, mate. So, yeah, little way then. <laughs> Um, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for writing we, him, though. Yeah, we don't need to, we don't need thirty <laughs> seconds for that one. Um, for Brisbane to make the final, what area of their game has to improve after losing the opening rounds match? Um, they oh, hunger for me, hunger. Yeah, they they need to be and able to run, run out the game because um, it was only late in the game really that, that it blew out. So just run out the game, chase. Yeah, just pull their heads in and not get ahead of themselves yet. Fags won't let them do that. Not expect a huge turnaround soon enough. Agree, mate. Agree. Alrighty. Um, only got two more here. Um, one is Patrick Dangerfield getting two weeks off for his bump. Well, he got three. That question was sent in beforehand, so that got answered. Um, last one that I've got. Aratio Fantasia has kicked 4-4 in his first game. Is he the small forward that the power desperately wanted to compensate for the tools of Dixon and Marshall? 
Um, I don't know. I think the power have got like Robbie Gray that plays up there. Um, they've got those little fellas in Butters and um, Rosie and that that bounce around up there. So maybe maybe it was just a once off good game. Yeah, he's not the small forward that they've always needed. They have got plenty, as Ty just mentioned. <coughs> but the thing that it is by adding one more to them, it is enables Port to turn one or two of those others into midfielders now, which gives is them, what they need. Gives they them need the depth they need randomly. for a flag tilt, I reckon. Yeah. So, right, that's all I've got. You got a couple of questions, Ty? Yeah, mate. Um, There's one here from uh, Glenn Bone, who's uh, sent one in. Um, is Dusty the greatest ever, and should his old man be allowed back into the country? <laughs> um, greatest ever, not quite. Uh, I think we very quickly forget those that have played before him. Um, the likes of, obviously, Gary. Um, if he wins another premiership this year, uh, yeah, very much in the conversation. Um, even other things like a Brownlow. Uh, let his old man back. Probably not. I assume there's good reasons he's not allowed in. <laughs> Mate, I, I reckon he's in the conversation for a top five. Not best ever, but top five definitely. And, uh, yeah, just let him have his father back. Yeah. Sorry, missed out. <laughs> shit tie, just just take the whole 30 seconds no, no. next time yeah, you pin yeah. Nick. It's always bad. <laughs> it was a two-prong Any more question. questions, Ty, or is that it? Yeah. Um, no, nah, that'll do it, eh? Um, good, uh, good heap of questions there. <laughs> good good um, first one. Dusty's yeah. definitely not the best, but let his old man back in. Okay, we let West Coast Eagles supporters in, so... <laughs> <laughs> wow. No, shots fired. Wow, wow. Very good. Thanks very much to listeners sending them in, and uh, obviously every week we get into Under the Pump, so please but keep them coming. That's we a enjoy, really good start. That's a them. good and quality questions there. There was, mate, 100%. Righto. Best bet time, boys, from the bar. Uh, unfortunately, I took the reins there around one, and... Uh, Things didn't quite go as I planned. Um, Who would have picked the Crows, though? Now, now, listen, first of all, I don't want to make excuses, but I'm going to. Um, I've got a confession to make. I had a bet written out, a little same-game multi for the Western Bulldogs game, and unfortunately, I missed the kick to flick that through to tie to put it on our social media page. So I had to come up with another one. Um to my most disappointment, the uh, Western Bulldogs absolutely racked up, and I think I had three of them to uh, get 25 disposals or more, and one of them to kick a goal and them to win the game or something, paying about 490, and it absolutely got up. But unfortunately, that wasn't the one we put on our socials. One I put on our socials was Geelong to win, Paddy Dangerfield to kick a goal, Sean Higgins, I thought, to get his first goal against Adelaide for his new club, and oh, there might have been something else in there for 20 disposals for somebody. Tom um, Stewart. Tom Stewart, there you go. He was probably the only one that got up. Um, unfortunately, if you managed to tip the Crows to beat Geelong in that game, then credit to you. You are a far better AFL knowledgeable person than myself because I did not see that coming. I don't know about knowledgeable. Lucky's probably the word. And yeah, Geelong, Ty, got fucking pumped by the shittest team of the season last year. So your team cost and us your bet. therefore, my bet failed. That's but right. that's on me. Um I'm, so, I'm glad that um, everyone knows that it was your bet now. <laughs> I had a few people questioning me thinking it was my bet. But, yeah, uh, it was all cats. Uh, so. yeah. Here's some new beginnings, boys. Ty, mm. put us on the front foot this week, mate. All right, here we go. You don't want to miss this one. That's why I'm getting in nice and early. I think this is a Saturday game, um, Dogs West Coast. Um, so what we've got is um, Dunkley to kick a goal. So he's kicked seven um, seven goals from six games against the Eagles. Ooh. Um, so that's he's kicking over a goal a game there. Um, only one of those games that he's played against him, he's been goalless. Um, that was about three or four years ago. So, 
one goal for Dunkley. Caleb Daniel, 25-plus disposals. He's averaging 30 the last two times they've played um, the Eagles. And I've got the Dogs to win. So that's paying $4.10. Um, I've boosted it to $5.10. I've already put my money on it this week. So that get around. awesome to mm. me. Thoughts, Nev? Like Mate, it. that's great value. Shit, really. Easy money. Are they playing playing in Melbourne or are they playing over at West Coast? Uh, they're, yeah, they're playing at Marvel Stadium. Oh, Caleb Daniel will rack Excellent. up there. He'll get his 25 easy and Dunks is playing forward. So. Beautiful. Exactly. Um, yeah, now we will, as always, uh, we will post our best bet on uh, our social media page there on Facebook. So keep an eye out for it if you uh, can't remember or aren't writing it down right now. And in the future, uh, fortunately with uh, teams rolling, uh, we're not sure, you know, different teams are named at different times over the weekend. So we won't always have all of the names listed for us to place our bet. So if we come across a week where we might want to play a Sunday game or something like that, we'll just let you know on here that it's uh, what game we're looking at, looking at. But keep an eye on the socials for those actual bets if we can't name them on the night. Good stuff, mate. I'm keen as mustard. I think we're going to win there. And that is a wrap, boys, for our first round back of fixtures. So, uh, yeah, bloody good to be back, boys. I'm really enjoying it. Shit, shit. Um, unreal. Um, hope you enjoyed the show. Tune in next week. Um, let us know on our socials about um, Under the Pump if you have any questions for us and get on that best bet. Yeah, definitely. Our socials are at the Brownlow Bar on Twitter and on Facebook is the AFL Brownlow Bar. So get on there, um, get chatting. We like to communicate with you a lot and we like to hear what you have to say. So, yeah. Bloody oath, you'll hear from us again next week. Until then, Catch adios. Up. See ya.